Welcome to Gaia's Consciousness Podcast, expanding your mind and spirit. Learn even more at Gaia.com. Watch interviews, movies, and original series created to empower the evolution of consciousness. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. Your journey begins here. One of the great conundrums is our widely misunderstood notion of time as it interfaces with our reality, including our ability to heal. The truth is that you can heal nearly instantly, that you're not confined to time nor space. Bill McKenna is with us today to explain the simple reality that we can do what appear to be miracles. And I say appear to be because, as you know, once you start working with basic principles having that do transcend time and space, these aren't miracles anymore, and anybody can do this stuff, right? Absolutely, and they'll, they'll, <laughs> by the end of the program, you'll be actually able to do it. And not only that, at breakfast this morning, I just overheard you say, you actually taught the lady that was waiting on you how to do this method. I, I, I share it <laughs> with as many people as I can. Yeah, that's because you're irrepressibly thrilled that you have come into this ability. And we want to talk about your understand how this whole this whole thing happened because you had an experience that really kind of got you going. Tell us a, just a thumbnail sketch of what your life was like before that, what you were doing, so people get a, a feel of who you are. So um, thank you, thank you for having <laughs> me on because I'm I'm very excited about doing this. Um, my life, uh, I guess, uh, prior to uh, 2008 uh, is kind of when I had my uh, awakening, if you will. Uh, uh, very much um, motivated uh, in the physical realm, uh, you know, black belt, helicopter pilot, and uh, airplane pilot, and the material um, world very was working material, for you. Very, <laughs> very material and uh, very focused, yeah. right? And uh, um, all the standard matrix that that one would think of, I was going after and, and uh, accomplishing. Uh, around uh, 2008, I had uh, had a accident in Mexico. I wrecked my yacht, and it forced me to stop. You know, I had uh, uh, when that happened, I was just intuitive enough to say, you know, God, this has got to be for, uh, for a reason because there's this is ridiculous. Did accident. you hurt yourself? No, but I sure did hurt the, the, the yacht. Yeah, okay, the yacht. There you go. That stopped me for almost a year. <laughs> you know, so there's none too happy. So, but so. Anyway, it stopped me. Um, I, there was a woman uh, that uh, we had been on and off, could never get along with. It forced me to stop in the town where she was at uh, and um, basically uh, got back together with her. Really wanted to make it work, and I really wanted to um, kind of understand her better. Uh, in an effort to understand her better, I ended up um, noticing that she was extremely intuitive. Like crazy amounts of intuition, uh, I would say, you know, we'd play games, I'd say, hey, you know. Uh, what color what am, am I thinking of? <laughs> yeah, I said, what am I thinking of? And she was like, um, it's an orange, it's a fruit. No, no, it's a lemon. And I was like, what? I don't even like lemons. I was thinking of a lemon. You know, right. I don't use right. lemons, nothing. You know, right. So I was like, wow. Well, anyway, there was it was nonstop. I mean, you name it, it was nonstop. And so, anyway, I thought, well, gosh, maybe that's it. If I just understand what it means to be intuitive, I will be able to get along better, and we'll get married, and uh, take you to the ending. Yes, we got married, had a baby. It's all good. So uh, uh, that's a happy Thank ending. Thank you for that. So the uh, what what um, I I started 
getting a bunch of books. I got maybe 15 books and started reading them about you know, psychic development you know, and, and basics of that. And uh, read one, two, five, ten, you know, 15. And, and I started to notice a pattern. And the pattern that I noticed was that if you want to have this ability, then you need to forgive. And I was like, you know, that was a very And that's interesting because you're, talk, you're talking about a, a variety of books, different authors, different takes, but this is, was a, kind of a, an emerging message that tied them all together? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and, I, and um, now I knew it was true because I had life experience that I could see somebody doing this and it was no kidding. You know, the odds of something, the things they would come up with are trillions to one. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it's real. And if they're saying I can have access and all I need to do is just start to forgive, you know, oh, I don't want to. You know, I was very much, uh, very resentful. Attached to your resentments. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I was, you know, angry doesn't even hardly describe it. You know, uh, I'm sorry to everybody, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so these, um, uh, I started forgiving and reaching up for, for kind of guidance. And I was just ill prepared for what happened. Um, you know, uh, I, I ended up um, becoming very intuitive, uh, enrolled in, in a school, you know, for, to enhance for, it even enhance more. Enhance it yeah. even more, the Berkeley Psych Institute. Mm -hmm. There's a, a uh, derivative of it in San Diego called uh, Intuitive Insights. And went through all their programs for a couple of years in record time and, and ended up teaching and uh, read a lot, uh, read a lot of books, ran into people that would be considered. Um, uh, masters, saints, like laws of physics, no longer apply type people. Mm -hmm. Like it, I never would have believed it, mm -hmm. but it actually actually happened. Anyway, the uh, the next thing that that kind of happened was that uh, I ran into a guy, uh, Bert Goldman, who uh, I saw mm -hmm. him uh, basically give a bottle of water to a woman with fibromyalgia that had it for 35 years, yeah. and and she drank the water. And uh, she walked around a little bit, and it was gone. Right. And I was like, uh, next day I saw her, and I said, hey, is that, are you really better? And she was like, I, it's gone. So anyway, uh, about a week later, um, I end up, what I end up doing is uh, someone asked me, hey, what did you learn last weekend from, from uh, Bert? And I said, well, this is what he did. And uh, he just basically saw the person as perfect, and and uh, and then they were. And I was like, whoa! So I, it was incredible to watch him. They said, oh, why don't you do it? And then I said, okay. Has anybody got any pain? And one guy stood up. He was had a he was a, in a level eight of pain in his lower back, and had been there for over a decade. And I said, okay, I did it, and and uh, held the thought for about three four minutes or so. And you know, I opened my eyes. I said, "Oh, oh!" He's like, "It's gone." I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, <laughs> yeah, as a newbie, no less, yeah. you did this. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was um, that was uh, kind of the start of it. But all of a sudden, the pieces of the puzzle started to fit together. It, all these things that I had read from uh, from uh, all these different teachers, all of a sudden the pieces of the puzzle started to fit together in a way that that I could understand the bigger picture and why it works and how to expand this. Mm -hmm. And um, the first the first uh, thing that I I went back to is I had work, read the works of um, Dr. Um, 
the power of now. Um, right, Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle, yes. And uh, I recalled he talked about that the ego represents itself in three ways. Either wanting, thwarted wanting, mm -hmm. I didn't get what I want, mm -hmm. or indifference. Right. And that, and I was like, okay, and this methodology of doing this healing, it, it's, it is where you're unattached to an outcome. And all of these over here, um, I started thinking about it. I was like, huh, you're not wanting anything. You're, you're not afraid of anything. And you're certainly not disinterested. Um, it also brought into, into my um, understanding, the, I had basically bought every book that uh, Dr. David Hawkins, right. uh, he uh, uh, passed Power away. Power versus force. Yeah. yeah, Power versus force. Were and you using his calibration method? Yeah, yes. Okay, so you were already that far along. That's good. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, and um, so his, his um, everybody can look it up on the internet, but it's uh, basically as a chart levels of consciousness, uh, zero to a thousand, it starts off in the bottom, shame, guilt, humiliation. One of the other pieces of the puzzle that I had uh, uh, come, come in and, and filled it in for me was uh, all the power versus force, Dr. David Hawking's mm -hmm. works. And he has a chart, the levels of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And levels of consciousness, also I was able to get another understanding of what is a level of consciousness. And that is, it is the understanding that I've been able to come to thus far in life. Mm -hmm. So it, that, that for me, that, that really worked where I now understood things a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And uh, my understanding of life was kind of fear and anger, and you know, the world reflected in that way back right. to me. Which is why you're having problems with your sweetie pie. Yes, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of other problems. So the work of, uh, that he did was, uh, it starts off at uh, shame, guilt, humiliation, uh, fear, anger, and it goes on up. Uh, 80 some pot percent or below a level of 200, uh, meaning that it- Survival life, consciousness. Survival consciousness, everything's mm -hmm. in fear, and, right. and life happens through some degree of force. Right. Beyond that, there's forgiveness. So I had, I had accidentally jumped. Uh, into the mid 300s. Mm -hmm. And um, what I had read about was that at 540, there was unconditional love. And, and that level of understanding, about four tenths of 1% of the population is at that level. Mm -hmm. Over that, at around 560, is the realm of saints mm -hmm. that are commonly called saints, and that kind of things that no, the, the rules of physics no longer apply. Right. You know, they're, they're operating in a, in a different way, and, and the miraculous becomes commonplace. Right. So anyway, w the way this fit together was that I realized that anybody can access this, and the access is done through shifting what I would call dimensions. Third dimension is related to, uh, it's characterized, I should say, by a conditional love. It's characterized by laws, rules, separation. Our ego is an absolute perfect fit. If we go back to it, it's wanting, thwarted mm -hmm. wanting, or indifference. Mm -hmm. So I've got all this separation going on in the third dimension. 
and also time. Time, which I'm going to get to later in the program, is how to bend it, mm -hmm. is because time in the third dimension is characterized by linear time, one thing after the next, but our particular focus is either in the past or in the future, and with whatever happens right now is kind of a reaction. Mm -hmm. In the fourth and fifth dimensions, time, time starts to become malleable, uh, we're non-judgmental, and we're focused on now, whatever is going on in the present mm -hmm. moment. In the fifth dimension, it's an instantaneous. I think it, right. and it, and it right. actually is. Right. So the, um, the neat thing about this is that it's extraordinarily simple to start to um, manipulate uh, matter in a, in a positive way when I jump to unconditional love and some derivative of it. A lot of people think, oh, I could never do unconditional love. But really what it is is merely unconditional. Another word for it could be unattached to an outcome. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. I'm un I have a positive feeling unattached to an outcome. Mm -hmm. I don't want anything, mm -hmm. right? Or wanting as part of our ego or the work of right. wanting, right? So what this, um, what this does is that we become, um, a, have the ability to actually affect a person without them believing a thing. Mm -hmm. And the reason that this works is because we, are, we jump into kind of the common thread that is between all of us. You've heard God is love, you've heard the universe is love, you are love. Well, actually, it's true. It's just that it's not a sentimentalized version of what we think of as love. Well, sentimentalized version, right? Right. Um, that is back down in our ego. Exactly. Meaning wanting. Right. That's why, unfortunately, romantic love right. is um, conditional. Typically, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. I want something from you. If right. I don't get it, then you know right. whatever that is, whatever that want is. There's right. wanting and thwarted wanting are parts of that conditional love, and therefore third dimension. And therefore, how many of us have been in a romantic relationship where we just want so bad for the other person to start behaving right, and they they don't, and uh, or you know it could be. Uh, Anything in our lives, right. uh, whether it's a business meeting or, or uh, a romantic love or, or a condition in our life. But there's an anxiety and fear attached to the wanting. Which and that's it, going to skew your results. Which is thwarted wanting. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. So um, the way that um, we can do a healing, I don't know if now is a good time to, to talk about the, the healing aspect of it. Mm, yeah, we can go through and talk about that now, yeah. Okay, all right, so quite simply, all one needs to do is uh, a few easy steps. The very first thing I do is ask the person, give me your pain on a scale of one to 10. Mm -hmm. And it, um, uh, let's say their knee hurts or they've got a headache, and they're gonna say, oh, it's a, it's a seven. Okay, thank you. By the way, I don't want you to believe diddly ding dang dong. Just, mm -hmm. you've got a seven. If it goes away, it goes away. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So all you do is you put the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth. It closes an energy circuit. Mm -hmm. You see the person as perfect. Mm -hmm. They're happy. You're not thinking about their headache. All you're thinking about is they are perfect. 
They're so blissful and you want absolutely nothing from them. You don't even want to thank you, an acknowledgement. You are just focused on one thing and that is they are in bliss. And as you hold that thought, you hold it for maybe, if you can, maybe three, four minutes, and then you check in with them. What is it now? Oh, it'll be, instead of a seven, it'll be down to a five. Hold it again for another three or four minutes, and boom, it'll be gone. It'll walk it right down. If you, if you just get it from a seven to a six, you've got it on the run, and it'll be gone. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be gone very soon. Mm -hmm. There is another way to do it, which I found is actually even quicker meaning um, the results seem to come uh, even faster than me just thinking it. And that is to, for me to just see it in, a, in, a, your, in your water mm -hmm. and uh, see, see the water lit up and see you in that blissful state. Mm -hmm. And then they drink the water. Helps if they walk around for a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, it, uh, and that actually, instead of it being something like, you know, uh, seven minutes or so, uh, you know, time is maybe one or two minutes. Right. Uh, so very, very quick, uh, these things happen. In my experience, uh, now, you know, I stop counting at about a thousand people helping them. And mm -hmm. uh, my experience is that somewhere over 90% of the time this works. Uh, there is a small percentage of the time where it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It also, um, some of the people, it's permanent. I'll check in with them years later and it's gone. Right. Some of them, it's 15 minutes. Right. So do I have a reason for it? No, I, I don't know. But um, I try to, uh, what I did find was more effective is setting the intention that I want it to be permanent. Right, right. And you know, the, the part about non-attachment is interesting because like you say, you set up the, not my, the mindset of the person that you're working with and say, you don't have to believe any of this. So they don't particularly have necessarily have an attachment to outcome. Some may, some may not. Some, some may want it so badly they do have an attachment to outcome. And what I'm hearing you say is regardless of their mindset, your lack of attachment to outcome will override that and allow the healing to take place. That's exactly it. Right. That's exactly it. And the way I describe it is, is that because you in this higher dimension, right, in this fourth or fifth dimension, and it's, you know, just being in a state of, of seeing them as blissful and, mm -hmm. and unattached to the outcome, mm -hmm. they will come to your, your, the way that you see them mm -hmm. is what they will become. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely amazing. Gaia.com lets you explore over 8,000 films, documentaries, and original series. There's so much going on in the unseen world. Hidden truth. Why in the media today? They still seem to hold back on these incredible stories. Behind an unknown universe. Where science and spirituality all come together. Gaia.com. Content you can't find anywhere else. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. If we look into the higher aspect of what we are as human beings, that is a higher dimensional aspect, no doubt about it, right? It has amazing amounts of intelligence and creativity. 
and does create at the speed of thought, but we're encased in the third dimension in the physical realm as well, which I think makes it such, an, such a unique and interesting species, this dichotomy squished into one type of one being. So the capability to be able to switch gears from that survival mode, that consciousness on David Hawkins scale of 200 and below, and start reaching up into the threes, fours, and 500s is a, a direct reflection of our ability to move between kind of the animal portion of life and into the sublime, the sublime portion of who we are. And, and the frustration that people have in creation is that it's not happening fast enough. No matter what you're trying to create, it's like so slow on earth trying to create oftentimes. But what you said is once the thought is established, once a clear intention and thought surrounded with those emotions you talk about, this unconditional love, non-attachment, are out there and clear, it just takes time. Sometimes it just takes time, may show up slightly differently, but you have already begun creating at the speed of thought, right? Correct, correct. If you can do that, you will start to create very, very fast. And that's create anything. It doesn't matter what you're trying to create. This goes far beyond healing. It, oh, absolutely. The uh, the most ridiculous, you know, uh, it gets more and more ridiculous as uh, mm -hmm. as as I have progressed through this. I've I found it more and more ridiculous and more and more unbelievable. But it's true. It's actually true. Um, and what I would say to the the viewers is is that it's not true until it's true in your experience. Yes. So. So uh, actually doing it, you'll find out that this thing is true. Yeah. The, um, one of, the, um, one of the, the, the things that happened uh, is that uh, during this, you know, I discovered all this and, for, and put it together, and I, I called a friend, and I was like, hey, hey, you know, he's, he's in a, a, mm -hmm. a, a board of directors of many big companies, public companies and, and otherwise, and I said, hey, you know, I can do this, and, and I can teach this, it, like, and it works. I've taught classes, and this works. And he was like, uh, you know, people in, in The business, corporate world. Corporate world, they don't yeah. give a diddly-ding-dang-dong. If you're, if, you know, you're the in person, pain. you're in pain, you've got <laughs> yeah. a headache, get to work, you know? But, and then I was kept thinking about it, and, and my thought was, well, what they do care about is business productivity, pro productivity, business profit. processes, profit. Hey, is is everybody getting along so that things will, you know, uh, actually happen in the business? But so often in businesses, people are acting passive aggressive. They're doing things they shouldn't. They're stuck in their thoughts and they cannot they cannot control themselves. So th this materially impacts uh, productivity and profitability. One day, I was up in front of uh, in front of a group. And it was thirty people, and I said, "Okay, I'm going to try something out." And by the way, again, don't believe this. You know, I told all the crowd, "I don't want you to believe anything. This is a this is a um, experiment." Mm -hmm. I had them all stand up, and I said, "I want you to think of the thing that is the big problem for you." You got an emotional problem, some mm -hmm. stuck something in your mm -hmm. life that is a big problem. And uh, okay, and sit down if and only if that problem goes away or ceases to exist or changes and you feel better. Uh, I closed my eyes, I saw, I saw everybody in the crowd as absolutely perfect, peaceful, at peace, content, happy. I, I, I got tapped on the shoulder 
about two and a half minutes later. And there, I opened my eyes. All, everybody in the audience sat down. I was like, ooh, ooh, Yeah. That's <laughs> why so I, I was like, hey, could you tell me what happened to you? And, and each one of them said, the As first, their pain went away, each one sat down. Yeah, and, yeah they all sat down. Yeah. And, and I asked them, hey, what happened to you? And one person was like, you know, I started laughing because it was just stupid. I didn't, I, uh, next one, I, I saw a new perspective mm -hmm. and I, mm -hmm. I got, I know how to solve that. Yeah. Another one was, I couldn't even think of it anymore. I don't know what I was thinking about. And, and it went like that through the whole crowd. It was like, um, so my point is, is that it, this is useful in a business environment, in your family. Absolutely. Can you imagine, hey, oh, yeah. Thanksgiving's coming up. Mm -hmm. how, how would you like a peaceful Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. right? It is a matter of just seeing it that way and holding it and not wanting anything. I wanted nothing from anyone. And right. that's what made it happen. I didn't fear the outcome and I didn't want anything. I just saw it that way. Yeah, that's that's beautiful, and you're right because you know, oftentimes we take better care of our pets than we do our employees. You know, the kind of stress and strain we put on our employees, the lack of respect that pl employees often go through at the corporations they're working with, not feeling seen or heard. I mean, very uh, um, disempowering uh, relationship between the managers or the owners often and the employees, maybe more often than not. And so to me, for you to use your skills in that way and go into that environment is just tremendously helpful mm -hmm. because it also reduces anxiety of people wanting to go to work the next day too. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> Can you imagine being productive? Yeah, doing piece? that exact exercise in a corporate environment and see if, if all of them were taught to see this as a peaceful experience that they could work within, can you imagine how much more beautiful life in everyday jobs would be? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it can only, presently, mm -hmm. it really can only be that way, that the way it is today. Because, right. think about it, I'm a boss. Right. I want something. Yeah. You uh, need, I didn't get You need I, something out I of them. I need it, right? Mm -hmm. I, I need it. I didn't get it. Now I'm thinking about what's your repercussions, mm -hmm. you know, or hey, I found out what Joe Blow's making a year. Right. Wah, wah, wah. Thwarted right. wanting, Thwarted right? Thwarted wanting, um, yeah. So, so, and finally, when all else fails, absolute indifference. Yes, I give up. Whatever. Yeah, it's a paycheck, you know. And a lot of people, that's where a lot of people end up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is beautiful. It's empowering. Mm -hmm. It's empowering, and that um, everybody. This kind of leads to to some things around um, religion, mm -hmm. and that is that. We're all sitting here, you know, and I'm guilty. I brought, you know, brought up Catholic, right? Um, traditional Catholic, Irish Catholic upbringing. You're raised on guilt, like yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I was <you> Lutheran. <laughs> I was raised on guilt too. <laughs> so we, so the whole thing is, is like, please, 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 please. please. It's outside of me, yeah. please. But um, part of my understanding, when I, through all my studying, I found that that. Um, when people were saying, hey, uh, just ask for it in Jesus' name and it'll be given. Actually, in Aramaic, it's basham. Uh, uh, the word is ask for it in uh, the method of. And, and what was the method? The method of it, you'll see it in the Bible, mm -hmm. you know, and, and is that he, Jesus saw the perfection in people 
and had unconditional love. Unconditional. And did not believe in intermediaries of any kind, including rabbis. Correct. You have, everyone has direct relationship with the divine. Right. Right. And uh, unconditional was unattached to an outcome. Right. I saw perfection. Mm -hmm. I was unattached to the outcome. Mm -hmm. Boom. It happens. Mm -hmm. And so through that, just that little piece, obviously it is enslaved millions of people because they're looking at it as, I'm not powerful, I can't do but anything. But if I use your name, maybe I'm going to get a better result. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to ask for some help. I'm not saying don't ask for, ask for help, but I'm right. saying that, that you are way more powerful than, than you think. And it's, people often say that, but they don't have a method to get to it. And here's a method because to get to it. Because we need evidence and validation in order for something to become true for us. And, and I'll tell you, the reason I resonated with your story, and we met a few years ago through uh, Sheila Gillette, and Sheila channels the Theo Group. Um, <clears throat> we were talking about the work you were doing at that time, and then this kind of more, uh, well, you've, you've had a number of years under your belt since then in teaching this particular method. But in the interim, what happened on, in my case, and in fact, it could have even happened before that, um, another of our interviewees, Stephen Ross, also knows this, right? And he, he alluded to it but didn't talk about it in our interview. But I heard him talk about this thing, this little healing thing that he does for people when they need it. And we we're on other subjects, so there was no need to go there at that moment, but I didn't forget about it. And it just lived in the back of my mind. So I was at an event at his house in, in the style of people that are seers and in Sedona, Regina, your guides are telling my guides, I need to tell you it's time to start healing again. Because I've had a lot of experiences with, with healing of others and such. And, but I forget about it. And I don't do it for years, maybe. I just forget about it. And um, I said, okay, sure. I thought, I wonder if it's that thing. So that's a Saturday night on a Monday. I had this feeling of deep urgency. And I called him, I said, Stephen, when can I learn the thing? He said, come on over. Dumped out a bag of uh, letters onto a floor, said read as many or as few as you like. And it was, oh my God, you know, they did the MRI. You know, the tumor's gone, thank you so much. And these kinds of letters, right? And I thought, okay, I read about half a dozen. I said, I, I get it, what do I do? He handed me a piece of paper with one paragraph on it. Kind of like what you're doing for everyone right now. One paragraph, and I looked at it. Okay, thank you, and I left. <laughs> okay, so the next morning I get a phone call, and it was a very dear friend of mine, and she was having a stroke, so her voice was slurred. Uh, from what I could tell, her son was on the way over to get her, her arm and leg was going, and they were taking her to the emergency room. And um, I was scared, and I thought, the piece of paper, just do it. So I went and did the thing, which is exactly what you're talking about. Um, it is seeing the perfected state. And in my case, I added another little layer where I just, in a flash of light, blended that in from, from the perfected state into the moment, the now, done, let go of outcome, let go of any attachment, don't think about it again. And I did it, I just followed directions. And so I called her phone thinking her son would answer about a half an hour, an hour later, and she answered. She was totally normal. And she said, my son saw I was having a stroke all the symptoms went away and they can't find traces of it in my blood. Well, anyway, so I did this a few more times helping people that were in these dire, and another one was a stroke, another one was a very traumatic thing that happened. The person was being air-vacked out and they were in the helicopter when we did it. 
and each time it worked just like you say it worked exactly in that moment the symptoms reversed themselves in the case of another stroke they couldn't find the markers in the blood but they still had to recover their speech Hmm. Right? Interesting. So yeah. it, it wasn't showing in the body, <clears throat> but there was still an effect because there had been a little damage uh, to the speech center. Right. Right. Wow. And so Fantastic validation. That's why when you and Thank I you. were talking, I thought, I've, I've personally been involved in it. It absolutely works. It is not complicated, and it is instantaneous. Correct. I, I, had, um, I had trepidation right um, years it took me a, uh, years to call mm -hmm. you to to you know say okay let's do this one of the reasons I was able to call you is because I had the realization and the realization let me start with when I first learned this I was like you know what I can't teach anybody I could do it but I can't teach anybody because it's like giving a nuclear bomb to somebody. Imagine the power of this. You can, you can change things. And so I, I was like, wow, um, you know, it's sacred information. And it kind of goes back to the Hermetic teachings, the Kabbalah, all of these different teachings had kind of veiled it over. I had heard about it, but it was veiled. And I understand that, and that's why I never speak about it because of the same thing. Is is it time? Is is it time for people to everyone to start doing this on their own behalf and behalf of others? And the reason I wanted to do this with you, because I've had the same concern, is that I believe the time has arrived. But let's talk about the caveat you're about to say. Well, you're right. The time the time is is here now for this, and the the big thing was uh, the realization. Like, I get it. There's there is a safety on this gun. It's a gun, but there is a safety. Talk and about the safety that. is that you have shifted from wanting thwarted, wanting and mm -hmm. indifference to a, some derivative of love. Unconditional yes. love, right. and with unconditional love, you can't, you cannot, you can't do any wrong. Um, when when I think about it, you know, because I tried, right? I was like, hey, this is great. I'm going to go win the lottery. <laughs> Daddy, oh, needs, yeah. <laughs> Daddy needs some money. So <laughs> it doesn't work. It takes in. Yeah, because uh, there's too much desire wanting. and wanting fear behind it. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So all the manipulations, right? Every bit of manipulation, whether it's a psychic meaning, I want you to behave in a certain way, or I, I'm so afraid because you've got a tumor and I, I just, I want it so bad to go away. And um, because of that, I, I have no effect on it. Right. The way I have an effect is being unattached to the outcome right. and being, in, for example, in a state of gratitude. Gratitude, yes. Which, um, which brings me to one of the other discoveries, and uh, like I said earlier, the, these things continue to um, get more and more ridiculous, and, and that is that um, I understood uh, the ego now, I understood dimensions, I understood uh, consciousness or levels of understanding, and I was late. I was late 
to every week I make an hour and 45 minute drive from San Diego to Riverside and uh, if I'm out of, the, out of the house at 8.15, I'm gonna make it right at 10 o'clock. Set the, you know, the, um, the cruise control at uh, 70 so I don't get any tickets. And uh, anyway, that's my weekly routine. I, uh, I end up a series of uh, unfortunate events I ended up getting out of the house at 8:45, half an hour later, right. I, and uh, and I'm I, I you know I had to get gas as well even later now. I'm on the road and I'm like you know what I started it just came to me I was like you know what time's malleable in the fourth and fifth dimensions, and all and I and you're multi-dimensional. We all can you are. transfer that to traffic patterns in your car, right? Can I, or, 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 which is another one which I can get to, the, the, um, or can I actually get there on time? Right. And set the speedometer at 70. I ended, what I did is I decided that I would just feel gratitude for no reason. And I did. I felt gratitude for everything, gratitude for everyone in my life, gratitude for my child, my wife, for the trees, for the air, for the fact that I have hands and gas in the car and my breath. I just felt gratitude for no reason. Just, I was very grateful. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna be there at 9.55. I'll be there at 9.55 and I let go of the clock, meaning I didn't look at the clock again. I let go of my anxiety, right? So back to the basics. If I'm late, which I've always oh, been late before, and I, I'm like, I'm like, well, want to be there, and I'm not, I'm afraid of what I, if I don't mm -hmm. get there on time, the repercussions. Mm -hmm. Third dimension, or back in my ego, mm -hmm. I left it behind. No anxiety, just gratitude. Because there's no ego in gratitude. Right, just gratitude, mm -hmm. and I set the time. Uh, I think once during the time I was like, hey, you know, you've got to be, I was like, yeah, 9.55, I'll be there. And I just kept, I just drove, you know, cruise mm -hmm. control, mm -hmm. 9.55, ba-banga. <laughs> I was like, what? I should have been here later than 10.40. <laughs> you know, so uh, anyway, it actually worked. I ended up holding a, holding a class and, and teaching others, you know, this, and, and the stories came back, you know, even better than my stories, right. you know. Because anyone's capable of this if you can just do those three things you talked about. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, sometimes I think with people, uh, unless they've been meditating for a while or something like that, many people have a very hard time finding what they think is the state of unconditional love because it's a it's a nebulous zone yeah. because it's not a sentimental, familiar kind of human love. And you, what do you think about various means? And the uh, first thing that popped to my mind, for example, is is certain music that helps lift you into this state of just pure openness and acceptance in the moment of everything. Life is beautiful in that moment. To give a feeling of what that's like so then you can kind of magnetize yourself back into it. it whatever helps you to get to that state. Yeah. And you know, um, the Tibetans, right? You mm -hmm. heard the monks and their whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the bowls and, yeah. and all that. All of it, gongs, all that. Yeah, and some of it's very entraining toward that, yeah. 
That's its purpose. Mm -hmm. it, they have figured out its purpose is to help to put them into the state, right. to shove them up into the fourth and fifth right. dimensions. So it's a tool to help you get there. So whatever that there is. There are so many CDs alone, just on whether it's Tibetan chanting or whether it's on beautiful you know, music that just takes you into ethereal realms. And you're really talking about accessing another realm that our being is familiar with, even if our conscious waking experience isn't familiar with. It's there, we go there, we go there when we go to sleep, um, unless a, a person is so deeply, deeply damaged that they've disconnected from themselves. This, this realm is available to everyone. Yes, yes it is, right. and, it's, and uh, to give an example of how available this is, I live down at, on the beach in San Diego. There is, um, we have a large population of homeless. Mm -hmm. So when I figured this out, you know, and I, 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 I you know, went down, I'm down the boardwalk, and I, I, anybody I could, I would heal, right? Because right. I, and I'd say, you know, they'd ask for a dollar or whatever, and I'd give them a dollar, and I'd say, hey, you got some pain? And of course, you know, if you're homeless, right, you got pain. And yeah, my foot, it's, you know, okay, what's it at? It's a, you know, it's a five or something like that. And I was like, okay, you want to go away? Okay, boom, did it, worked. Okay, you got it, and they're real happy that they're, they're stuffed, they're a little blown away. I said, okay, now you do it to your buddy. And they're obviously, you know, they're running packs, and it was like, okay, and I would, I would walk them through it. All I want you to do is this, to see him, your, your friend here that's also homeless, see him as perfect, as happy and blissful, and don't want anything. Be a de you know, detached from the outcome. And boom, they did it, like within minutes. I love it. I mean, Because talk about even though maybe in some cases, sometimes there's alcohol or drug dependencies, you know, and we would think that the consciousness would be maybe a little more difficult to reach, but what I'm hearing you say is that if you can go into that place of just visioning that perfection and love, no matter what state you're in, you can affect an outcome. I can't even tell you how many uh, how many have done it. Uh, I just it, love this. We, yeah. we have a very empowered population of homeless in San Diego. That is so. wonderful <laughs> and and pain free. Hopefully, yeah. approaching pain yeah. free. Yeah. What about kids? Because it seems to me that the best place to start with this is with children. So it, we make a lifelong practice because it will alter our reality probably more than any other single thing, in terms of peaceful relations. A potentials to create closer to the speed of thought in a good way, um, our health profile as we age through life. Have you done anything with kids? You know, um, I haven't. Uh, I've taught teenagers, yeah. uh, and and they're very receptive, and you know, they they take to it like a fish to water. Yeah. Um, Do you find the, an age, a kind of a cutoff line where they can manage this kind of clear focus? Uh, uh, prior to that where they simply can? I mean, is there a cutoff age in general? I know every child is different, but. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't done enough um, work uh, mm -hmm. uh, through through the ages. I've only worked with people uh, maybe 16 and older. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that that's probably the threshold. Um, okay. Very young children, mm -hmm. I, I've done uh, done healings on them, and, and they're incredibly receptive uh, to it, as a as a child, I maybe a seven year old child had an earache and um, uh, very very fast, uh, very fast 
you know, within minutes the pain went away and, and could hear fine and uh, that sort of thing. So uh, I find them to be very receptive, uh, haven't actually um, taught them, but that's an interesting thing and I think I'd like to do it. It'd be fun to play yeah. maybe with a little younger group and see if they're at all, I mean there's a point at which you just can't concentrate till you're right. a certain age, you're fidgety and your mind's all over the place, but Absolutely. whatever that point may be, whether it's 9, 10, 11, I don't know. Maybe you have to wait till people are past puberty. But th this gets into the concept of what you brought up before is this is a very powerful tool. You were hesitant to, to contact me and, and talk about it publicly for reasons I already said I understand. And you know, there's this, it's not, I don't even know if it's a fine line, but the power of the mind to override physical reality and recreate physical reality has been well known since the beginning of humankind. Um, things such as um, black magicians, you know, practice, the pr practicing of black magic does exist and it does have its effect. H how, do you, how do you interface with the notion that you can't heal and get this sublime outcome without going into that sublime state yourself? And the fact that there are others who can literally inject and impose their will and clear intention for harm and have done so throughout history. I don't have really a lot of experience with that. Yeah, no, because it's There's, really the opposite. It's kind of the, of uh, the opposite of it. One thing, one thing that I found is those things um, that everything uh, is, uh, is one big return to sender. Meaning, yeah. I write the letter, right, uh, and I send it out to Joe Blow, and, it, and, and it's a lie. Well, uh, he never lies back to me, and I'm, uh, you know, uh, but Sally Sue sends the message back to me. So, very much in reality, it is a return to sender. Yes, and because um, we're accessing that realm of oneness. Mm -hmm everything starts to return faster. So we just have to assume that we're going to stay over in this realm of creating positive, lovely outcomes. Another realm where people might be playing with those arts in a darker way, the twain don't, the, near the twain shall meet, these yeah. do not have to intersect. But I'm, under, I'm just saying I'm validating your original concern that um, using clear mental power can have an outcome, good or bad. Well, in, in the way that I am teaching it, and in my actual experience, yeah. is that the safety is my ego. Right. And uh, I, because of the separation, our ego is, uh, makes separation, right? And, uh, and the evidence of it is very, very clear. In everybody's practical life right here today, how many things are we wanting or upset about right. that are not changging? Right. You know, so it's like, right. Oh, right. right? So that is the evidence. Yes, it is the evidence. And and what I'm what I'm what I'm showing is is the evidence of how to access it in a way that will produce a positive uh, has has no ability to produce anything but a positive outcome. Yes. And I think what we can do for ourselves is simply absolutely reject any kind of negative visions that are counter to what you wish to express or develop in your life or in assisting someone else. That, because otherwise, that will t those thoughts, I mean the power of thoughts as we all know, I don't have to go into that, can create in any direction you want. And as you say, you're doing it clean and clear. The other person doesn't have a particular mindset when they're on the receiving end. But just make sure you're not going into negative mindsets because those will also trump.
typically those negative mindsets are going to drop us down into the third exactly. dimension. They're going to drop us down into our ego. I won't have a negative thought without a want, a thwarted exactly. want, or an indifference. Exactly. But so, when you go that next realm, that stuff doesn't exist. Yeah. 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 Any final thoughts on this, Bill, that we haven't gotten around to yet? Um, uh, no, I, I, uh, that was about it. You know, um, I, I would say that there's so much more that can be done with this. As long as somebody has these basic building blocks of understanding, they can start to utilize it today. And um, your first experiences will be shocking. And uh, I would say to encourage you to just keep going. And you won't believe it until you get a, a you know, 5, 10, 15 yeah, people. Yeah, you need to validate you it You need to yourself. validate it. Yeah. Then it'll become true. Um, and so just as a favor to all of us, go through the simple steps again for everybody one more time. So when people go away from this interview, it's fresh in their minds what to do and can go do it right now. Yes, uh, even absolutely. On a, and, and animals respond well to it as well. Yes. They have no resistance. Yeah, they, they yeah. don't. Yeah, you can no. do it with their bowl of water. Right. Right? right. So, um, uh, quite simply, we'll use the water example okay. this time. All I do is, the first thing is, is I'll ask the person, scale of one to 10, what is, what's it at right now? Mm -hmm. Because you need to have a measurement. And it could be emotional or physical, whatever. Doesn't matter. What's bothering you. Whatever. Yeah. And, and then all you do, tip of the tongue to the roof of the mouth, and you see this person or pet or whoever in the water, it's lit up like the sun, and you just see them in absolute bliss. You want nothing from them. You're unafraid of any outcome. You're unafraid of being judged. You're unafraid All, of it not working. Not working. Right. All you do is just look at, you see them in perfect. Mm -hmm. You want absolutely nothing. Not even an acknowledgement is what you're, or to think you're that, oh, you're so great or whatever. Exactly. Just that. You just see them perfect. You see, the, see them in the water. Hold it. Hold that thought for maybe 30 seconds or so, 45 seconds, and then give them the water. And uh, you have them walk around a little bit, and now put it on a scale of one to 10 again. It'll, it'll drop down from, let's say it was an eight, it'll drop down to, let's say, you know, a seven, and once that's done, have them drink a little more, walk around, and boom, it'll be, uh, it'll start dropping like five, four, three, zero, you know, that sort of thing. So that's, uh, that's basically how you do it. It's very simple. It is very simple, and it, I can verify it absolutely works. And, you know, it's, it's such a gift that you've given to all these people. I love the fact you work with kids. I love the fact you work with homeless. I love the fact you work in corporations. It just shows each one of us. And, and you're reminding us, even if we've heard some of the basic principles of, yeah, we can do this, this, but you're reminding everybody that it is completely within their power to go and do this, even bending time with gratitude. There Practical, yeah. real, all coming from a higher place that we need to be accessing in ourselves anyway. Yeah. 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 So, well, again, I just, I love what you do and your enthusiasm about it. And I'm glad you did reach out to me. 
Thank you. And it's good to see you again after Likewise. these years. <laughs> Likewise. And by the way, it's interesting. You don't have anything to sell. You don't even have a website. This is a freebie. It's a gift to all of us. Thanks again. You're welcome. All right. I hope you found this useful and uplifting. To connect with Bill, you can go to his Facebook page, The Only Lesson. His email is theonlylesson at yahoo.com if you want to get a hold of him directly. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on Open Minds. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gaia's Consciousness Podcast. Learn even more at Gaia.com and watch interviews, movies, and original series, all to empower the evolution of consciousness. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. Gaia. Watch. Belong. Transform.